Welcome and thanks for joining Deacon Ryan, the people's platform and community where like-minded people come together to gather, pray and above all, share our love for both God and one another. That's here with Deacon Ryan. Let's pray. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, The sheep hear his voice as the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers." Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord When I was a young child growing up, and despite having both a father and a stepfather, I was principally raised by my mother. Both of my fathers were hardworking men, but their jobs kept them away from home most of the time. So my childhood wasn't one of family vacations or playing catch with my dad. It it didn't include learning how to change the oil in my car or having my father teach me how to shave, or as a family going to church on Sunday. There were moments of beauty between father and son, special moments for sure, but they were far and few between. I think because of this, becoming a father myself was one of the most frightening events in my life. I had only developed a a rudimentary construct of fatherhood based on my own experiences, and so I felt woefully unprepared, inadequate even. It wasn't just about my lack of experience throwing a ball or fixing a car tire. I didn't know how to tackle the big things with my children. I had need to figure those things out on my own. How could I ensure that my children not only knew that I loved them, But how could I help them to see that they are beloved children of God? How could I prepare them for both the spiritual warfare that rages and do my part in 
helping them to seek the face of Christ in everyone they meet. I needed to fill in the gaps. But here's the problem, my friends. Where, where does one look? We don't have the same culture of mentorship, of apprenticeship that, that once existed. We live in a culture where everyone knows best, where YouTube can teach you everything you need to know from the comfort of your own home. And what you do see is typically dramatized. It's a, it's a plastic caricature meant to elicit likes and follows rather than to be a representation of truth. It's a culture of either radical self-reliance or idolatry and not a lot in between. And so I, I needed to engage in, a, in an intentional search for role models beyond what contemporary culture gives us. So I started to look at family and friends, and then I started to look at the saints. I looked to our Blessed Mother, and finally I looked to the Most Holy Trinity itself. It was there that I found models to follow, and not just models for fatherhood, but also good and holy examples of how to be an adopted son of God and a disciple of Jesus Christ. These models, well, I've, I follow them imperfectly. I'm still very much a work in progress. Just ask my wife. And I guess most of you probably are too. But the model we have in Jesus Christ is perfect. And we are called to seek that perfection. Now our first reading today, it sets a foundation for the model we're called to follow. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Now most, if not everyone here, has been baptized. Some here may have even just received the sacraments of initiation only weeks ago at Easter Vigil. Baptism is that most important sacrament, for it's the doorway to the church. It's the sacrament that opens up new life in Christ and his promise of eternity. But as we know in the Catholic Church, this is not a once-and-done sort of proposition. We don't subscribe to the doctrine of eternal security or once saved, always saved. If it was, Peter wouldn't have needed to call us to save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Repentance is an ongoing action, freeing ourselves of our attachments to the very things that he speaks of that are corrupting this generation is an ongoing action. Now, unfortunately, many of our brothers and sisters are, are using fire to fight fire in the battle to save this generation. There are many of our brothers and sisters, even big-name Catholic, Catholic apostolates, that are conducting themselves in a manner inconsistent with the model that's been given to us in Jesus Christ. In the name of Christ, so-called disciples and evangelists teach false doctrines. They engage in ad hominem attacks. They return insult with insult. 
They seek to build themselves up by tearing others down. They forget that we're called to engage with others as Christ modeled to us. We are called to sit down and to break bread with them. We're called to encounter them. We're called to love them. We're even called to suffer for them. Just listen to these words from our second reading again from 1 Peter. If you are patient, when you suffer for doing what is good, this is a grace before God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. And here he gives us this model. He committed no sin. And no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was insulted, he returned no insult. When he suffered, he did not threaten. Now, for those of us who would suggest that maybe these are just a set of loose suggestions, that unlike the law, which was very prescriptive, these are meant maybe just to be a guide, I want to point out one particular word. It's in the line that says, Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. Now, what's interesting here is that the word we tra- that we translate as example is unique. It's the only time we find this particular Greek word in the scriptures. I may have tried to pronounce that Greek word, but with Father here today, I, I won't butcher it. The word, though, It's never found anywhere else in Scripture, but it is used extra-biblically to describe the practice of tracing words or letters on a page. Now, we all did this when we were learning how to write. We traced our letters over and over again, for some even more than that. The object of this exercise is to follow the example precisely as possible. You don't get points for going out of the lines. We're called to follow Christ as precisely as possible. Christ even hints at this in our gospel today. Now, we all know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. In our gospel today, we're introduced to the Good Shepherd Discourse. This is Good Shepherd Sunday. And here he builds on that imagery. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Now, if we're talking about precision here, about following the model that Jesus gave us, he's calling us to follow his footsteps as closely as possible. For elsewhere in Scripture, we are told that this gate, it is narrow. In Matthew's gospel, we hear it described very clearly. Enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction. And there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life. And there are few who find it. My friends, The gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction. Our Lord warns us of thieves and robbers, 
those wolves in sheep's clothing, those who we see today claiming to speak in his name and yet who are not following in the footsteps of Christ, those who do not seek to model themselves perfectly after Christ. In a world filled with idols and heterodoxy where false preachers and influencers are the footsteps many seek to follow, be discerning. Be discerning of the role models you seek, whether they be the models of fatherhood or motherhood, of discipleship, of holiness. Remember that we are called to follow His footsteps. We're called to listen to His voice as He calls each and every one of us by name. Remember that salvation is only found in Him, the Good Shepherd. By His wounds you have been healed, for you had gone astray like sheep, but you have now returned to the Shepherd and Guardian of your souls. Thanks once again for taking the time to join Deacon Ryan the people's platform and community where like-minded people come together to gather, pray, and above all, share our love for both God and one another. That's here with Deacon Ryan.